1: is Tech News Today for Wednesday, March 2nd, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by Slingbox, which can turn your iPad into a television with the new iPad app from Slingbox. You can watch your home TV on your iPad anywhere you go. Check it out at slingbox.com. Welcome to Tech News Today. I'm Tom Merritt.
2: I am Becky Worley. And I am Jason Howell. Becky's back!
1: Oh, it's good to have you back. i still
2: throwing Shaka to you guys instead of reaching out and embracing you.
1: Shaka, brah. Mahalo for that, though.
2: Hey, brother, come on. We got one more week Hawaii style, so come on. Make a little tech news today from here. The kind
1: mm. show. Yeah. All right. Uh, and joining us, who someone who didn't understand a word of what we just said, from France, Patrick <laughs> Beja.
0: I understood everything.
1: <laughs> I understood it all. Too much. Uh, Patrick Beja does the Rendezvous Tech. Uh, his own technology podcast, uh, as well as several other podcasts like the Phileus
0: Club. I always enjoy immensely when you say the name of that show. Um, it's the, it's a pleasure. The different so ways I that
1: I mispronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you always mispronounce it the same way. So I, I okay. Come to well, at least I'm
1: consistent. That. At least you keep the Z out of there. I'm going to start calling it <laughs> <Le> Rendezvous Tech.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be great.
1: I am mispronouncing the right letters, though. I want to point that out.
0: No, no, no. I think uh, your your 15 years of French in uh, college uh, show. No, what am I saying? I
1: had one semester of of French (laughs) in uh, community college in Austin. That is all of the French, and I dropped you know, out before the-, the semester was over. So there you go. <laughs> on the other,
0: on the other hand, uh, not to derail this, but I always listen to the show uh, in you know double speed on the on the iPhone. So every time I come on the show and I hear the jingle and you doing the intro, I feel like I'm entering some sort of slow, slow motion bo- world. So like inception. Like speed it up.
1: Merritt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to uh, the big announcement that happened in downtown San Francisco today. Uh, this morning, Nintendo unveiled some new what? features for the 3D. Yes, yeah. What?
2: Nintendo? No. Oh
1: yeah, that was the big announcement down at Moscone Center yeah, at 9 a.m. this morning, right?
2: There were there were dueling uh, announcements.
1: I know, right <laughs> next door to where Steve Jobs did the iPad 2 announcement at 10 a.m. Uh, Nintendo's CEO Satoru Iwata was on stage at the Game Developers Conference giving a Nintendo keynote. Hmm. So, sort of, sort of bad timing. But whatever, uh, Netflix is uh, just since, since we are started with that, uh, Netflix is coming to the 3DS this summer. Uh, you'll be able to stream Netflix movies. I don't think you'll be able to stream them in 3D, but you no, will be able to stream no. them. Uh, 10,000 at and Wi-Fi hotspots in the U.S. Uh, will let 3DS owners log on and play games for free over the internets. Mm,
0: that's actually a huge feature, isn't it? It's, it's like actually getting your, all your connection needs for free, and they didn't announce you know a, uh, a time uh, limit on this, so it's, I think it's actually one of the major uh, bonus points that the uh, 3DS is going to get.
1: And uh, they, uh, they will also, that will start in uh, late May, uh, and uh, the team behind Super Mario Galaxy is creating a new game for the 3DS as well. That should come out. They didn't give a date on that, but that, that is coming soon.
2: That definitely sounds like it got the most buzz from the announcement. People were psyched to hear about some of the content that was coming to 3DS. And, you know, it's sort of like the 3D is cool, but what are you going to do with it? So this definitely got some buzz.
1: Iwata also got some buzz for criticizing mobile app stores. He's got the iPad 2 announcement going right next door, and he's up there on stage <laughs> going, look, these mobile these mobile devices for games, how are we going to make money off this? It's splintering the business into two sides, one, I assume he meant his, focused on quality. The other, I assume he meant the guy next door, focused on quantity.
2: You could give a shout out to Angry Birds. Yeah,
1: that's funny. Yeah.
2: But I mean, don't you have to to just throw a lot of things on the wall and see what sticks? I mean, I I get it. You're going to have classic games that need a lot of development. And for hardcore gamers, you want things that are rich and really immersive and long play. um, But... I, I, I don't know, I think there's a place for everyone. I mean, is there a schism? Do we think that app gaming is just social gaming? I mean, is that gonna be the way this, that he's the distinction he's trying to make?
1: My interpretation of though. this is uh, that he looks at this and goes, crap, all of the money is going to people who are doing mobile gaming. And yet developers are not going to easily make money at mobile gaming because anybody can do it. So we need to pitch for developers to keep working on our games so we don't get cut out of the business. Right.
2: Hey, I want to circle back on the Netflix thing for a quick second, which is, let's say that the Target demo... I mean, you're assuming it's teenagers, right, or tweens um, with the 3DS. Do you really want your 12-year-old to have full access to your Netflix account?
1: Well, then you don't give them access to your Netflix account. I mean...
2: Mm I don't know. Well...
1: (laughs) That was a compelling argument. The Netflix Netflix account is for the owner of the 3DS. If the, owner, if the person using your 3DS most of the time is your 12-year-old, then you don't enable the Netflix app on it. Don't give them a the Maybe.
2: Login. But that assumes a, a lot more parental control than most parents can actually manage. But it just sort of dawned I, on
1: me. I that. see most people who have a 3DS probably just having the kid using it, or they don't have a kid and they use it but maybe i'm wrong i don't know
2: maybe just it was sort of one of those uh well it's an interesting feature for some but it might be a problem for others but parents always want to ruin
1: everything oh what about that it's gonna hurt my kid
2: yeah that's me i'm the i'm the consumer safety police over here party pooper that's me
1: Although I'm and sure, Jason. I'm sure I agree with you.
2: <laughs> Someday you will, Dad.
1: Parents just don't understand. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> All what right. about the father of what about the father of modern gadgets and his show that was across the street? Oh,
1: you mean Mr. Steve Jobs, who took the stage at the Yerba Buener <laughs> Center Blain. for the Arts. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we were very uh, su- surprised but happy to see the CEO of Apple, Steve Jobs. He's still on medical leave, but he took the stage and hosted the entire announcement uh, of the iPad 2, just as we expected. Faster, lighter, thinner, has cameras front and rear. Uh, gyroscope in there. It's going to come with iOS 4.3, FaceTime, photo booth is going to be available on it. iMovie and GarageBand will be available for $5 each, over 65,000 apps, uh, available for 3G on AT&T and Verizon from day, m- day one. Uh, no increase in battery life, but you still get 10 hours, which is pretty good. And yeah, and considering
2: no- it's smaller in its form factor, well, that actually is an improvement in the battery, you'd think. Because it's... Uh, it's, point it's not smaller.
0: It's, it's thinner. thinner.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's just and the third thinner. That's right. Yeah. Right.
1: It's no smaller though. Don't don't say smaller because then it makes it sound like it's a seven inch. As we know, oh, no. there's no there's no room for seven inches in this marketplace. Steve don't Jobs has told you. us that.
2: Anathema,
1: Tom. Anathema. A5 processor, nine times the performance of graphics. At least that's what they claim, but they don't give us any details on that. Uh, And uh, like I was was about to say, the prices are all the same. No discount on pricing. uh, But you'll start at $499 for a 16-gig Wi-Fi-only version, up to $829 for a 64-gig 3G version. And here's the, uh, the cool part. Shipping in the U.S. on March 11th. And the rest of the world, 26 countries, including France, Australia, Canada, mm-hmm. Germany, Japan, and the U.K., get it March 25th. It's 0.2 pounds lighter as well.
2: How did, that's amazing that they did the March 11th ship date. Just a boom, almost a week out, really quick turnaround. Uh, maybe trying well, to avoid some always, of the, the they do armchair it. quarterbacking. I don't know. Just get that's it out there. That's huh? always the way
0: they do it. The only time they had a long uh, time between the announcement and the release was for the iPad 1. That's mm. I don't think that's, it's that surprising. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, I think everyone was of the same opinion. Maybe I'm being a little bit uh, forward here, but um, the, everyone thought this is a... Uh, an interesting, you know, a a good update that was required because the the original iPad was lagging behind now a year uh, after release. It's not super exciting, Partly because we basically knew everything that was going to be announced and partly because it's just not um, a revolutionary, it's merely evolutionary of the iPad. Um, and it's a good update, but it, it, it's good for people who don't already own an iPad. I'm not certain I would recommend uh, for anyone who owns the original iPad to go out and buy it. What do you guys think? I'm guessing you both have uh, the iPad. Would you be a client for this one?
2: Well, for me, I would disagree and I think the people who got most excited about this new iPad were content creators because you have the cameras, you have 720p camera um, recording and audio, um, 30 frames per second. It has GarageBand and it has iMovie now as apps that you can create content on the fly. So it seemed to me like content creators got excited about this. Um, You know, hardware wonks were sort of like, meh, sleepy. And then sort of like the general geek community was just psyched to see Steve Jobs. And then, you know, the one thing I noticed is that people were more excited about the iPad case than they were necessarily... It's not a case.
1: It's not a case, Becky. It's a cover cover available in polyurethane or leather and it comes with magnets that will adhere to the front of the new iPad. No back, it's just a, a rectangle, as I, I called it a square earlier, but it's actually a rectangle uh, that can then be folded up and used as a stand. This is going to be $39 for the polyurethane version or $79 for the leather version, and I find it entirely useless. <laughs> but it cleans you know, the it
2: screen thing? when it's closed. It cleans the screen, I can screen, clean
1: the screen on my leg. <laughs>
0: it, it cleans the screen. It, it also uh, turns the iPad off when it's on the thing. I mean, everyone's making fun of this, and admittedly, it's sort of ridiculous that it's that expensive for what it is. But honestly, the original uh, case for the original iPad by Apple I think it was the best case there was. Um, and this one is really cleverly made and, it's not and cleverly case. designed. No, okay, I understand, but w- what it is. It's a $2, is $2 rectangle done. of
1: cloth <laughs> or possibly Fine. five the if old it's one.
0: leather and magnet. the it's old an iPad one was cloth. a
1: $3 and freaking magnets. Uh, How do they work? It's America.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you d- it makes you nervous, doesn't it, Tom? You're an old, you're an old uh, hard drive guy who just doesn't yeah, want those magnets. Not magnet close. Your and I, and
1: actually, you're right, Becky. It does make me irrationally <laughs> nervous to have magnets on it. But the fact, all it does is it covers the screen. It's not a case. And then what do well, you do with okay. it when you're when you if you're not propping it up? It doesn't attach. So it's got to you got to rely on the magnet. I it's I, I find this wow, thing silly. You
2: are yeah. up in arms over the cover. It's not a case. Don't
0: buy it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it, it has to be noted that Apple spent an incredible amount of time uh, promoting and talking about that, that Cover, sorry, not the case. Um, and they must be—they must have sold. We knew, but they must have sold incredible amounts of the original case to be pushing it that much. I mean, almost 10 percent of the whole presentation was about the case, and it's—it's uh, it's on the on the landing page for the iPad uh, presented almost as much as the iPad itself.
2: Well, and you know, I'm when you're a design company, it's not fun to do an iterative product release. They want to to really innovate and i i know it's ridiculous but this was the most unique thing that came out from a design perspective
1: i suppose that that's that's a good way of of, of, that's a good point that is a very good point this is was the most innovative i think it's flawed (laughs) seriously (laughs) but it's very good looking yes apple's mo right there hey do you want to talk a little bit about the um
2: about the 1080p HDMI cable?
1: Yeah, well, uh, that, that'll lead us nicely into iOS 4.3, which also got, uh, got some announcements as well. Uh, the HDMI cable will allow you to, uh, for $39, seems to be the price <laughs> code for these days, uh, plug in your iPad to your television and be able to take do screen mirroring of anything on your iPad, including apps, onto your television. So Hulu Plus could go to your television now I think if I heard this right the apps have to enable the screen marrying so I think your Hulu Plus app could prevent you from screen mirroring, which I bet if they can they will uh, but generally speaking you know stuff that you have on your iPad could be played on your television which I, th- I think is fantastic also uh, with iOS 4.3 there's going to be wireless streaming front to your iPad and iPhone over AirPlay. So that's where Apple TV gets interesting because you can send wirelessly from your iPad to your Apple TV or vice versa.
2: Yeah, Leo called Does this the that home theater work- iPad. I thought that was an interesting distinction. It's, it's sort of a home theater in a box, in a, in a tablet. Yeah. What Does that also
1: that? work between the iPad and the iPhone? uh that is a really good question i think so uh wireless streaming to your ipad and iphone uh, over itunes now whether you can go between the ipad and the iphone uh is a very because, you know very good question the the one
0: thing i think was missing from all of this was the uh sharing files between the different systems. I mean, you still tether yeah, you're your still tethered to your computer and to iTunes. iTunes exactly. yeah, that, and especially, uh, Becky was talking about uh, content creators that would, uh, you know, probably have a lot of use of those new apps. I would argue anyone who's serious about, you know, content creating will probably not get enough with these, but that's... That, still to be seen. Uh, but what's certain is that you're going to have a hell of a time having the same files, you know, sharing files between those devices. If you have one thing on one and, it, and you need it on the other, you're stuck. And that's going to be very frustrating, I think, especially as you now have input on the iPad 2 as well as the iPhone.
1: Yeah, it's just, this is just home sharing, by the way. If you're familiar with that for the Apple TV, uh, with iTunes and between other different iTunes devices, uh, different iTunes laptops, it's the same sort of thing. Also, uh, Nitro JavaScript uh, now on iOS, which means it's two times faster, they claim, uh, for, for Safari on iOS. They copied it over from OS 10 to iOS. Uh, apps and websites, uh, as we mentioned, can airplay video and audio. And uh, you're also going to get Photo Booth and FaceTime for iOS 4.3. iOS 4.3 should come March 11th, along with the new iPad. And to prep for that, a new version of iTunes is out today, iTunes 10.2. You can download it right now and be all set to go for iOS 4.3 when it comes out March 11th.
2: And um, we did, got, we, did you mention the hotspot issues, too? That sounds like a, an interesting iteration for folks. I'm not sure if you got well, into yeah, that this much.
1: Is, uh, yeah, No, it's a good point. We, should, we shouldn't forget that. Uh, the hotspot that w- is available on the Verizon iPhone here in the U.S. is now going to be available as part of iOS 4.3 for all phones. Your carrier will have to decide whether to turn it on and how much to charge you for it, but it will be available for them.
2: Yeah. And, you know, getting into the carriers, too, I think this also brings up a huge question for people as we think about, Okay, now we have the real tablet contest of 2011, at least for now, which is which carrier, which tablet, which device and what are the what are the comparison issues? And, Tom, as you looked at them all, you know, it seems like the Zoom is the competitor because of the screen size. What did you notice most? I saw the big difference being the Zoom is 25 percent heavier, 50% thicker, and then the big issue is data speeds, which goes back to that first point of carriers.
1: Yeah, I, I got to play with the Zoom on Friday at the Engadget meetup, uh, and it worked great. I liked it. Uh, it was a little heavy, though, and that has been my big problem with the iPad. Whether 1.3 pounds is going to feel so much lighter than 1.5 pounds, uh, I don't know. Steve Jobs said it will. I'll, that'll have to wait and, and see how it feels in my hand. But, uh, but really, uh, I I don't see a whole lot of compelling reason to get either tablet, honestly, mm. unless you're really into the cameras. And if you are in the cameras, I think iPad 2 has the advantage with the software. And that's why Apple spent so much time going over GarageBand and iMovie and Booth to emphasize the new software. Now, GarageBand, not a big deal for the camera. But if you're into taking video, the iPad can become a camcorder for a lot of people, and then you can edit your movie right there on the iPad and publish it to youtube uh without ever hooking it up to anything else I think for not for me but for a lot of people that's gonna be really compelling.
2: I liked Steve saying the campfire will never be the same again oh, you're please, gonna have you can your do an
1: acoustic guitar I know
2: acoustic guitar, and then like you're saying that you'll record the the, the campfire and edit it right there, and I'm just like. Really? Is everybody going to be around the campfire with their iPad? Just shoot me now,
1: okay? Uh, finally, let's, before, we, uh, we, before we get away from the iPad 2 announcement, Random House uh, Books, as we mentioned yesterday, could happen, are coming to the iBook store. They, they appeared in the iBook store this morning, and so that was one of the things they opened up with in their press release about this. That was one thing. I, I thought this thing could have been a press release. I, mean, I guess you want to get on stage and show the video editing and show how that works. Uh, but the, it it is not a revolutionary change, even though they said it's redesigned from the ground up. Uh, if, if you have an iPad right now, it's all about the camera, whether you should get a new iPad or not. If you don't really feel like you need to have a camera in your iPad, uh, I think you're going to be fine with the current iPad for another rev for sure. And
2: yeah, I'm not sure, you know, sorry, go ahead, Patrick. I've interrupted you only 12 or 14 times so far. So you, you get a win. (laughs)
0: Sorry, Becky. Um, I just wanted to say that the, the faster processor, I think, is going to come into play once we see those new apps, which seem very pro- processor uh, intensive. Uh, and that's going to be more and more common, I think. And that might also push people to abandon the first iPad.
1: All right, let's and, uh,
2: go Tom, ahead. Tom, I want to mention one more thing, which is the right, pricing on the iPad. we can't have enough iPad. iPad news. I know, but you know me. I'm a freak about consumer stuff. Old uh, old iPad, Wi Fi version, 399 uh reports of 349 for that on a refurbished uh, at the apple store and then 729 for the um 64 gigabyte 3g model so we see a price drop on the old ones and you
1: have to dig for that by the way it's not if you just go to store.apple.com all you're going to see are the new ipads which you can't buy until march 11th in the united states at the store at 5 p.m or online ordering there's no pre-ordering yet Uh, And so you have to search iPad and then press more results and scroll way down. Then you can find the old iPads available at the cheaper price. So if if you want to find them, that's the way to do it. Now, if you are getting an iPad, you do have an iPad, you want to get Slingbox. Let's take a break uh, and thank our sponsor, Slingbox, which allows you to watch your home TV on your iPad anywhere you go. So we're very excited about the ability to, to share video, right? Put video up on your TV screen. But your iPad can be your TV screen for every television show you get over the air right now. I do this a lot. It allows you to play full screen, good resolution video of your home TV, all of your sports channels, all of your movie channels, any channel you get at home. All you do is you buy a sling box, you plug it into the internet, you plug it into your television, and then you put the app on your device, whether it's your BlackBerry, your iPhone, or your iPad, and you can watch your TV anywhere you go. No other system lets you do this. There's no extra subscription fee. You can even control and watch things off your DVR. So check it right now at Best Buy and Amazon, uh, or go to their website. You can find more at slingbox.com. We thank them for their support. All right, let's move on to the, uh, what do we, what do we, what do we got now? Oh, right. The, uh, there's more tablet news. This is about HP and rim having a little fight. <laughs> there, was a, there was apparently an interview in Laptop Magazine where John Oakes, director of product marketing for the touchpad on HP, uh, offered his thoughts on the similarities between RIM's QNX operating system and HP, HP's own webOS, essentially claiming RIM just ripped them off.
2: Yeah, it definitely seemed like he was focusing on the multitasking and the cards, and the fact that WebOS had really um, made their name on that, and they felt that the, the playbook was just really cribbing a little bit too much off the notes. I think it's just great timing for them to get something in the news today around tablets on the day of iPad 2. I, I think it's genius. They just decided, hey, let's let's have a little cat fight and stir it up on iPad 2 day. You guys in? Yeah, we're good. Let's do that.
1: It's a fast innovation cycle. Uh, The quote is: "It's a fast innovation cycle and a fast imitation cycle in this market. Keep honing, and those guys hopefully will continue to see the value in it and keep following us by about a year."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Does anyone feel like they're both kind of right, and they should, you know, they they should meet halfway? It's they, they both have good points, and also no one cares.
2: Yeah, it was sort of obvious stuff, too. It's not like one distinctive element of tablets has become so unique to one brand or the other. So I agree with you, Patrick. It's like, yeah, duh. Um, And at the same time, they do have to fight for their space and claim what they've done best because they have to differentiate themselves from the other than iPads. We haven't
1: even finished up the fight for the good people yet. RIM VP Jeff McDowell responded... There was no intention and no preconceived notion that this is what we want to end up looking like. In fact, I think QNX had that design lined up before we even started working with them. In other words, you stole it from us. Yeah, we had it first. <laughs> we, well, the people we bought, the people yeah, we they paid had it at QNX, they, they had it first. But uh, yeah. the best part about this is neither of these tablets are out or have an official <laughs> ship date. The rumor is Which, that, that we're gonna get the playbook in April and uh the touchpad by the end of summer.
2: Yeah. And that April date they had promised Q one and you know they're now saying, okay, April tenth, April tenth. Um we'll see.
0: Yeah. It, it, what are they doing? Seriously. I mean, they, are they, everyone was saying, you know, the, 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 the tablets are going to be different from the smartphones. Apple had a lead in the smartphone business, but this time they learned and they know and they're going to be on Apple's tail a few months after the, 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 you know, realization that tablets are the new hot thing. And every month goes by and every month we hear more delays. What's happening?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. The time-to-market issue is getting to be ridiculous. Well, now, because when, you of you app- say, when you say
1: delays, there are, you know, rumors of, of releases, and then there are official uh, ship dates. And RIM has never given an official ship date, so you can't really call it a delay. Let's well, okay,
2: well, let's just question the marketing strategy alone. I mean, if you look at what Apple's done today, announcement, nine days later, product. That's pretty... um, I mean, granted, it's been rumored and such, and maybe BlackBerry was forced into a corner and uh, that they had to make an announcement, but, you know, show me the tablet. This is the
1: second generation of Apple, so that makes sense that you would have a shorter turnaround time. But even last year, January announcement shipping in April, that's three months. We've heard about the Playbook way back in fall. We saw it again at CES. They just showed it off again at a Playbook event in uh, New York City on Tuesday, uh, Ars Technica took a look at it, and they were still finding bugs. Some taps didn't register. Overall, it seemed like it worked okay. Uh, Flash-heavy pages loaded, but they were, they loaded slowly. Uh, so it's, it seems like RIM is still working out the bugs. The big thing, I am a big fan of the playbook, and I actually would like to buy one. Once this thing becomes real, because I I got to see it at CES and it impressed me, but they still won't talk about the battery life. And the worrying thing was they said that battery life is the last thing they optimize for, (laughs) which means this is going to have pretty bad battery life.
2: Yeah, that's and they have been so oblique about that. And given the amount of multitasking, you know that it's going to be a serious issue. And maybe that's the thing they know they're going to get hammered on and they're trying to just tweak and tweak and tweak until they can get it right.
1: All right, let's move on to some Google algorithm news. Uh, As we mentioned uh, earlier on the show, Google has tweaked their algorithm to try to de-emphasize low-quality sites and emphasize high-quality sites. Mostly, that seems to be working, although Ars Technica has a good story today about how it's not working for everyone. In fact, Cult of Mac, uh, a fairly good Mac blog, has found themselves dropped by 30% in Google rankings according to... Uh, to an independent Google an- Analytics firm uh, that went out and just looked at this. It's not from Cult of Mac, although Cult of Mac says it has lost 96% of its Google top spots uh, this, that, again, also according to Systrix, the company that went out and, and evaluated this, uh, Colta Mac is you know, banging their head against the wall trying to figure out why, and their best theory is they have never gone after copy blogs, blogs that take their posts and repost them, and they see some of those copy blogs ranking higher than them now.
2: Yeah, and it's just, you have to wonder, I think it was, um, you know, their editor-in-chief, Leander Caney, who said, you know, we have never really worried about the scraping and we've been so heavily scraped, um, but now we think that it's poisoning the results that we have and they're screwed. And, and it's just the, the litigiousness also they, would needed to have, they that they would have had to muster to get on top of that. It's a small group. It's like six people. That's pretty tough.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know about uh, about you, Patrick, but um, you know this seems like something that I thought was not going to happen. When we first talked about this, this story, I said, somebody brought up the point of like, well, what if somebody gets de-emphasized and the copy site gets priority? And I'm like, no, the algorithm will be good enough to, to figure that out. But apparently, it's not.
0: Well, you know, it's collateral damage, and I think any time you have that kind of change, it's going to happen. It's super sad, and I'm, you know, my (laughs) heart goes out to Cult of Mac. Um, But I'm sure, you know, somehow they're going to find a way to refine the algorithm. Hopefully it won't take too long. Um, I know, didn't Google say that they were uh, willing, you know, they were going to go and help the legitimate sites that had been affected uh, by this change?
1: Yeah, uh, Google's uh, fellow as they call him, Amit Singhal, who's, who's been one of the people, along with Matt Cutts, who's really been talking about these algorithm changes, says, anytime a good site gets a lower ranking or falsely gets caught by our algorithm, and that does happen once in a while, even though all our testing shows the change is very accurate, we make a note of it, go back the next day to work harder to bring it closer to 100%. Now, the challenge for Google here is they don't want to go and just manually change the results, right? They have to figure out how to tweak the algorithm to make the good site show up that makes the algorithm better. If they fake it, it's not, it's not good for the entire system.
2: You know, one other thing that the Cult of Mac guy said is that they had to increase their traffic on non-Apple rumor or news days. They'd done a bunch of how-to articles um, about Macs and that those how-to articles had been flagged as, you know, somehow come up as being subpar content. And this goes back to the whole um, thing that Mahalo just announced that they had to do layoffs because they got really hit by this change in the Google search results, and I'm sure it's because a lot of those how-to or answer articles have really been flagged. So it's just interesting how it's had a ripple effect.
1: All right, on to Cisco announcing their latest global mobile data traffic forecast. Uh, They do this regularly, and this one shows some really crazy data points. Uh, Among them, the top 1% of users on the mobile Internet consume 20% of the bandwidth. Uh, And you hear that all the time, right? It's just a few people who are hogging all the bandwidth. Mm. Uh, That share is down from 30% previously. And the projection is that regular users are catching up as they watch more video. High bandwidth users of today will be relatively average users by 2015. So that excuse is going to go away. They're not going to be able to say, well, it's just a few people using all the bandwidth. They're just going to have to create networks that can handle all of the video that people want to watch. And it is mostly video, right?
2: It's unbelievable, the numbers here. I mean, there's just, you could throw a stone and hit an incredible stat as you go through all of this data. Um, you're seeing massive growth all around the world, um, growth in data consumption, and you're right, video is huge. And for the first time,
1: mobile video traffic will account for a majority of traffic, 52.8% by the end of this year.
2: Wow, that is, that's a game changer. That's huge.
0: Any uh, mobile operator that is not gearing up their 4G network is going to be in deep trouble uh, come a few years.
1: Millions of people around the world have cell phones, but no electricity, according to this report. By 2015, a majority in the Middle East and Southeast Asia will live off the grid on the net. Mm. <laughs> Thanks to uh, mobile phones. It's, it's incredible.
0: How can so they if- charge their phones if they don't have electricity?
1: I guess you go, you go charge them somewhere like a, you know, a local corner, bodega, corner Ooh. store situation. Or solar phones. Uh, or soap. Well, there are some <laughs> there solar are phones, a few. but I think most of the time yeah. that's yeah. not it. Absolutely. Uh,
2: no, but you could get like a solar backpack. They have those solar arrays that have just enough juice to power sure. a mobile device. But, that's uh, but
1: we're talking about concept stuff versus what's really out there. And I think really, do they, do they just go plug them in once a day somewhere that yep. allows them to do that, even if though they don't have electricity at home?
2: I mean, this actually begs a huge question is if the video consumption is so high for the early adopters, and if we see that desire for video growing at an epic rate in a short amount of time without the network infrastructure to support it, does that mean that video is just not that viable in the long term? No, it
1: means the the carriers are dragging their freaking feet and trying to blame all of us for using their damned service. That's what pisses (sighs) me off about that whole thing is like, oh, you're using too much video. We won't be able to afford this. No. Spend the money and build out your network, and and we'll pay for it. We you know it's like, will it? Listen, you people are are using our service too much. You know, it would be like when electricity started to take off in the mid-century. They hold on now. We're facing a flood of new appliances here in the 1950s. So we need to throttle toasters. No more convenience for you folks at home. Okay? <laughs> Did You're I being just poke the bear
2: or uh, what? Yeah. I think that I just poked him with a very <laughs> sharp stick. I mean, my point is, you you actually corrupt my point which is you're just gonna have to pay more for the video yeah and and then my question is are you willing to pay more for the video I think, and I so. think a I, lot I do. of people aren't
0: I think, I, I, just, no, I, I, I don't think anyone is someone. gonna be willing to pay more oh I think we've I, already
1: I, seen that they'll pay they'll pay more for not video look at the look at the data plans look at the rise in the cost of data plans just over the past decade uh, for, for, and, and smartphones are going crazy. So this isn't just an early adopter thing. It's going out into the wider marketplace and people are paying for these data plans that they, you would have never guessed people would pay that much extra for a phone plan, but they will. And so really what, has to, what you have to find is that, that medium, that happy medium right. that allows you to, to charge more and people are willing to do it and it's going to take unlimited plans. These, yeah. these throttled plans are the thing yeah, exactly. that's really going to turn yeah. people off.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I, I, I meant. Basically, we're going to get to a point where uh, we were a few years ago with, uh, you know, wired connections. And we're going to need, uh, you know, the ADSL of the, 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 the phone uh, industry. And we're going to need unlimited, uh, good quality uh, networks. And hopefully, if one network doesn't have it, then the other one will pick, uh, pick up the slack and uh, 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 capitalism uh, will do its job.
1: What do you know about capitalism? You're French. <laughs> All right, I kid because I love. Let's uh, mm. let's, let's finish up our discussion stories uh, with a really good article on Wired today that I, we can't do justice. You should go read it. It's on the Danger Room blog called "Marines Boot Social Media Pioneers from Afghanistan After Facebook Freakout." But it's a really interesting story about uh, a, an attempt to have social media correspondence embedded. With a marine unit, journalists working for Base Track, a non profit media group, arrived in the Mus- Musa Kala district of Afghanistan's Helmand Province in October They would exhaustively document the war of the 1st Battalion, 8th Marines in video, audio, interviews, articles, and mapping tools. And through Facebook, they'd make their work a portal for those invested most in the Marines. They have now been shut down. There's still a few of the correspondents there finishing out their tour. uh, But they abruptly ended the experiment last month, terminated bass tracks and beds. And the problems were mixing of other reporting, kind of confuse the issue. Sometimes they'd bring in links to other stories and it would be confusing what the embedded reporters were reporting versus what other journalists were saying about the wider war. That rubbed people the wrong way. A, a geo map with inexact locations was rubbing some of the higher officers the wrong way, saying, look, you're, you're pointing out our, our troop positions. But the fact of the matter is, those maps were very general. They were not exact. So mm-hmm. most of the, the officers on the ground said, we don't think this is threatening us. Uh, but there was some disagreement about that. And the, but the third and, and most interesting one to me was comments from people following the Facebook page were really rubbing people the wrong way.
2: And they weren't so incendiary, it was just that they were so personal that the advocate for the project within the Marines who had gone in there and really defended the idea of embracing social media ended up having to police the comments, which as we all know, you know, there's, it's just such a fine line because there's, people aren't professional journalists. They don't know where that space is. and and how to ride that line. And so a lot of the comments that were coming in were from family members who were expressing concern and worry and asking for prayers. And they weren't, as I said, so incendiary. They were just so emotional. And I think that made the commanders uncomfortable and so the very advocate they had ended up policing it and eventually saying i think he said the juice wasn't worth the squeeze that what they were getting out like of it wasn't phrase. worth the, the 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 pain and the and the and the dilemmas that they were suffering trying to control it
0: all yeah, right there's, there's, oh sorry yeah go ahead patrick um, I just wanted to say, you know, it's, it's usually we would go the route of let the information flow and, uh, you know, f- you can't control comments and this is the internet, this is what it's all about. This is one of the rare, rare cases where I think it's warranted to take a step back and say, you know what, this might not have been the best idea and let's stop it now because before it evolves into something we might regret.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, uh, I think that's a good point. Time to move on to the News Fuse. <laughs> and, uh, an appropriate News Fuse theme it is. Uh, Google quickly responded to a report from Android Police yesterday and removed 21 malicious apps from the Android marketplace. The apps attempted to root your phone, upload phone information, including your IMEI, and add backdoors. Android Central reports the exploit used in these apps was patched in Android 222. And this is another reason that those phone manufacturers and carriers need to allow faster or more current upgrades to new versions of Android.
2: That kind of sounds like a, an action movie. Android police fighting malicious apps who are rooting your phone. I they walk
1: the beat and carry a phone.
2: That's right. Uh, We are moving away from the action thriller onto Sony, finally announcing its researcher hobbyist program that allows the Move to be used with a PC. The program called Move Me will be available via the PlayStation Network and act as a server app running on the PlayStation 3. So your Move hooked up to the PS3 will send the complete state of the PlayStation Move and the navigation controllers to the PC. It's clunky, but here it is, and it's better than nothing.
0: The supreme court of the united states decided today that personal privacy rights do not apply to corporations at&t did not want to respond to a freedom of information act request filed by a trade association called comtel made up of at&t's rivals at&t tried to claim that materials sent to the fcc over an investigation would be embarrassing if made public the court said too bad AT&T wasn't really a person and so couldn't be embarrassed we trust that AT&T will not take it personally concluded the ruling, I like the which su- I love.
1: Supreme Court Justice has taken a stab at the, uh, at and at there. <laughs> Good news for Google TV fans. Uh, speaking at something called OTT Con, which I assume means over the top, Logitech's Ashish Aurora, Vice President and General Manager for Logitech's Digital Home Group, indicated apps would soon come to the Google TV platform definitely before the end of this year. Meanwhile, a number of OEMs aren't waiting. Instead, showing off video playback devices based on Google android os at cbit and some of these devices could ship within a couple months
2: infrastructure my friends i tell you i see i see your living room in the future hey there's a new sheriff in town video pirates former senator chris dodd has been named head of the motion picture industry's main lobbying group the mpaa dodd said he was get this truly excited about representing the interests of one of the most creative and productive industries in america not only in washington but around the world only one problem is that previously he promised never to lobby. Oops. So oh well. Well maybe he Oops, won't do he any did. lobbying.
1: He'll just no. head the lobbying group and watch I, mean, a lot I don't of trust him. His
2: maybe. his hair
0: looks like a wig. <laughs> <laughs> well that's most politicians. Soon, <laughs> soon nobody in the US will be allowed to be an affiliate for Amazon. Uh, the, Seattle, the Seattle retail behemoth has threatened, that's hard to say, to cut off more than 10,000 affiliates in California if state lawmakers pass le- le- sorry, legislation requiring the internet retailer uh, to collect tax. Oh, geez sorry guys uh let's try that again if state lawmakers pass legislation requiring the internet retailer to collect sales taxes from state residents amazon has closed its affiliate programs in colorado north carolina and Rhode Island over similar disputes. I'm tired. Let me give you more um,
1: more obscure words next time that I have you read one of these.
2: <laughs> I think <me>. we <laughs> should just try and read a lot of um, provincial names from French Exactly. And also all the wraparound words <laughs> in be French. Fair, we
1: did give Patrick the option to pick which news fuses he read. But uh-huh. He wanted the challenge. I'm not looking for it. He I'm not looking
0: for any excuse. I'm just French.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> Aw, so well said. Get ready to stream some Top Gear, Doctor Who, and Graham Norton Americans. The BBC International iPlayer iPad app is coming soon and will cost less than $10 a month when it launches later this year. This according to Director General Mark Thompson. The International iPlayer iPad app will give catch-up service to current shows as well as access to BBC Archive programming.
2: I tell you, their news app is fantastic. And the fact that you can listen to the BBC radio oh, while you're in too. the app, yeah. it's phenomenal. Uh, let's see. Google's share of the search market starting to look eerily similar to Internet Explorer's share of the browser market in 2004. StatCounter places the February global share of Bing search at 4.4% for Microsoft and 3.9% for Yahoo, with Google's share just under 90%. Uh, still seeming unassailable, but for the first time, Google has dipped below the 90% mark for a long time.
1: Every story I read about this was like, uh, Google dipped below 90% for the first time, but still an incredibly large market share that no one's going to uh, you know, be able to attack anytime soon. That's exactly what they were saying about IE mid-last decade, and now mm-hmm. uh, IE is the, dipping the, below 50%. The, the
0: major difference is here that IE was crap. Google
1: is not crap. <laughs> IE wasn't just crap, saying, but maybe, maybe Google is better at search than IE was at browsing. I don't know. IE6 is a great browser that a lot of people still use. <laughs> let's, let's have a have I just puked in books. my mouth a little when I said that. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's finish up with Steven Spielberg, according to The Guardian in the UK, has signed up uh, to produce the WikiLeaks film based on the book put out by The Guardian.
2: 10 bucks says Aaron Sorkin writes the screenplay.
1: Oh, you know. They have to I, get Aaron Sorkin to write the screenplay. It's the only way
2: this thing works. I know. And did you actually just see that they, um, the army said that they filed 22 additional charges against Bradley Manning? Um, so this, is, this story just keeps going. And you can see that, you know, it's got a lot of plot development. I can definitely see Steven Spielberg doing something with well, this. Well, there's a
1: lot of people who are going to try a WikiLeaks movie, let's be clear. But this yeah. one's getting the nod now because Spielberg has put his name mm-hmm. on it. So that's, that puts it immediately, uh, not necessarily as the best one, but as the one people are most likely to pay attention to.
2: Yeah, definitely top of the charts. On hey, should the we calendar. get over to the calendar? Yeah. I thought I'd get let's you there. Let's through it. Doob, doob. Uh, Firefox 4, release candidate, expected to ship roughly March 9th. Um, Code aimed to be released to beta testers as early as next Wednesday, uh, and this was said during a call today. So March 9th for you Firefox fanatics. Um, If you're a Groupon fan, you kind of knew this was coming. The New York Times says they're launching their own clone of Groupon later this month. Um, It'll be interesting to see Um, how they handle, whether it's exclusively regional or whether they try and go um, nationwide. And um, just to corroborate the power of these things, there was a living social deal that was up. I think it may still be up. Fandango movie tickets, you pay nine bucks to become a fan or like join the Fandango Club and they give you two free tickets. So if the tickets cost up to 15 bucks, that's like a 70% savings. And while that was a big deal, they did tally an online coupon deal from Living Social. They had gave you $20 Amazon voucher for just ten bucks. One million three hundred thousand seventy-eight, three hundred seventy-eight thousand voucher sold. So almost one point four million people took advantage of that deal. You think it's real? It's happening. Um, when you mention March, March Madness comes to mind. Basketball uh, baby. Yeah, so for you Hoop fans, uh, March Madness coming to the iPad. Um, I would say that CBS Interactive and Yahoo probably have the two biggest, um, Yahoo Sports have probably the two biggest um, followings online with ESPN in there also. So the fact that it's coming uh, to the iPad for free, something to be interested in if you um, are an iOS user. And I wonder then, if that's uh,
0: viewable in, in other countries too.
2: No no. Well we'll see if they have a um no. a Rugby World Cup app and then we'll we'll talk okay yeah. if if Sky or BBC launches that. Yeah, there's we'll no just... Six
1: Nations app for us right now so.
2: No, we're host. <laughs> um and then finally I had to fight tooth and nail to get oh, this. Oh, we're out of time. Yeah. Oh, stop Tom. so all the charlie sheen madness that's happening in the u.s no. and charlie sheen went on twitter for the first time Winning. crazy just for all you internationals who have somehow missed this charlie sheen crazy tv star just losing his mind in public here in the u.s very publicly so he goes on twitter because of course if you're going to lose your mind publicly you might as well do it on twitter now he has a gajillion followers but he only follows 10 people and two of them our ex-tech tech TV staffers, who are all our old compatriots, um, who are the genesis of from which Twit and uh, you know Leo's uh, monarchy has spawned. So I just thought it was classic that Charlie Sheen is following Kat Schwartz and Winter Mitchell. So go check that out, fans of Charlie Sheen. Can I Sheen. just say
0: something about about uh, Charlie Sheen and the the whole story? <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of the time, when I come on on uh, on shows, on American shows, people make fun, you know, of the of the French, the cheese, the the socialism, all of this. And usually, I'm like, you know, yeah, I, I'm okay. I'm French. I'm fine. When I hear about this this these kind of things, I I feel no, no, no really.
1: I'm okay.
2: I'm French. I'm fine. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. Uh, I'm not American. No, really.
1: Yeah. You win this round, Beja. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. All right,
1: let's finish up with an email to TNT at twit.tv. Mike writes in, says, hey, TNT crew, in show 189, you talked about eye movement tracking for UI controls, a laptop being shown off at CBIT that would allow you to use your eye as sort of a pointing device. Uh, As funny as Terpster's comments about face tracking were, writes Mike, I wonder if this could be expanded to tracking lip movement, computers using lip reading to improve the accuracy of speech-to-text. Just a thought. I think that's a fascinating and probably likely area of research here. So to
2: all you human-computer interface students out there, I think that this would be a great project to work on. But man, that sounds kind of tough given the way everybody talks different depending on where you are. Yeah, but that's I mean, no
1: different than, than speech recognition. You know, everybody has a different accent, and speech recognition is getting to the point where it can do that. So well, I feel like they, they can and, and will be able to uh, overcome those differences. And how much better is that than having to talk to your computer? You're in a, you're in a big room full of people in an office that are, you know, you don't want to be bothering them by talking all the time. If you could just mouth. You're no, That's an art in and of itself, I would imagine. What? Just if, talking if without... Talk, talking normally, you, you know, would look it would be so hard. Crazy. How is that hard? That's easy. Okay, oh, I'm, I, for I those of you in the video,
2: if I'm just sitting at my desk like this... Yeah, but nobody you sees you. Nobody
1: sees you. You're facing towards your monitor. You're in a cubicle. No, but you know what... This is really going to be used for, you know, if your computer
0: can all of a sudden read lips, you're going to be listening to what everyone is saying in the, in the you know, shops around you. And, it, it, oh, and the iPhone please. app is going They're to come not, out
1: soon. That's not going to happen that much.
0: <laughs> no, what's going to happen is that the computers are going to start spying on us. And, ha- and of expected. course, uh-huh. that's
1: the reason Bluetooth headsets have never sold, because people look insane walking down the street talking to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> all true, right. true. Let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you, Patrick Beja, for being with us. Always a pleasure to have your insights on the show. Uh, let folks know not only about La Rendezvous Tech, but also any other <laughs> shows that you do. Uh,
0: thank you so much for having me. Uh, you can find all the shows I do on patrickbeja.com. There are some in French, some in English, and most are pretty good.
1: I think so. I think Phileas Club is fantastic. And it's in English. Thank, Thank you.
2: Patrick. Patrick. He can come back anytime. Becky Worley,
1: so good to have you back today.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll be be back never, the I soon would enough. never talk
1: about Charlie Sheen without you.
2: I know. See? You, you need me. You make
1: me a better person.
2: Ah, worse.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Live.twit.tv is the place to watch. If you want to see us do it live, twit.tv slash TNT is the place to go to find the back episodes and the links to our wiki. Sometimes our wiki lags by a day on the show notes. I apologize. We're working on that. But all the show notes do eventually make it in there. You can give us a call, leave us a voicemail message, 260-TNT-SHOW, or email us, TNT at twit.tv. We will see you tomorrow.
2: Aloha. Bye. Bye.